Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. Good morning. Good morning. I'm laughing because we're like, come on, we gotta get this done, gotta get this done, we got stuff to do. Yeah, this is this is not cool. Well, this is one of our unorthodox um, time and day to get this recording done, but we gotta work with what we got, right? Right. Okay, so... What coffee you're drinking? Something that's gonna help you pick it up, speed it up, wake oh, yeah. you up. You know what you do? You got dark on dark dark to the dark dark nitro, nitro dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mixed a little bit of mine of yours with mine to give me a little pep in my step because oh, you're gonna be, we need it. It was a long you're weekend. You're gonna be flavorful today. I like that. I'm gonna be flavorful. I take it. I'll take flavorful. <laughs> It's still off the chart. What up, Mr. B? What's up? What's up, everyone? We're going to get into it. We're not going to bore y'all with our daily antics, but we will come back to those bored daily antics on our next one. But today we got to get it in, get in and get out. So um, today we want to talk about church hurt. And the reason we're going ahead, we've actually had this topic lined up for almost 11 months that we were going to talk about church hurt and just... We never felt like it was the right time or uh, we didn't want to go so deep or get emotional. But in our um, episode, I believe it was 76, where we talked about they only come on Easter, we tapped into a little bit of how sometimes church folks can hurt you so bad and they don't realize how devastating that hurt is. Or if they do realize it, maybe some of them don't care. Um, and then there are some that don't even know that they hurt you. And, you know, we fail to sometimes go to them and let them know, hey, you really hurt me, you know, and try to um, try to, to diffuse the conflict. But um, that church hurt is just something, you know, that you don't get over easily. And so when we tapped into it on our um, episode 76, 
I we got so many comments, you know, like on IG and Facebook and um, and even in our, my D in our DMs, and I got a few texts from a few friends. I got an email. So I said, well, maybe this is the right time. Let's just go ahead and, and tap into this topic. We won't keep you long. Just want to talk a little bit about church hurt. Oh, you want me to, to start? Lord, <laughs> y'all. I was supposed y'all, to be. help was, me out. Help me out with this sidekick. He really sidekicking today because he don't, he don't dive into much of, of the, the church hurt because Mr. B don't play the games, period. I just can remember you going through at church and me trying to, as the as the head of the family, as the man of the family, trying to figure out how to be political enough that I don't ruin something, but be strong enough that the family knows that, you know, yeah. dad's here. Yeah. And that took us completely out of the church scene at one point. Yeah, for a long time. A very long time. And what I what I don't think that some church folks, I'm going to say church folks because I don't want to say Christians because there are some self-proclaimed Christians out there. And then there are some saved, um, righteous, highly integrity, high, high, people with high integrity, uh, God-appointed Christians out there that are, uh, that we reverend, we respect wholeheartedly and they do everything they can to bring souls into the fold and they try to help damage control when other church folks hurt people so I don't want to put the title Christian on it because it's very broad but I do want to say church folk because there's just some people who go to church and they've been going to church all their life and they proclaim to be Christians but they are constantly cutting you down belittling you and badgering you well how, how do you get to church you're either hurt. You're the hurt. Dis- That's right. Dismantled. Yeah. Uh, struggling. Struggling. Abused. N- abused. Mm-hmm. Right. Need need help in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not understanding where. Or your not position being understood. Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or not being understood. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that were born into families who have taught them how to maneuver in church mm-hmm. and are giving them guidance from the beginning. So then you have a mixture. You have a mixture of people that made it there through hurt, harm, and danger, and you have a pe- you have people that got there through being raised in the church. Yeah. So then when that when when that hits together, it's it it sometimes can turn into a problem. And that's that I mean, shout out to all the pastors out there that, that are doing what they need to do phenomenal jobs uh, yeah. yeah to to manage that that's 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 rough mm-hmm. but because mm-hmm. you have multiple personalities in a church and just because they walk in the church and say they're saved doesn't always negate that personality that they brought in with them right you know right <clears throat> so I agree right so uh, being in that situation you sometimes you can have you can have turmoil. Mm-hmm. You can have things that are, are said that are that are not uh, they're not understood. Mm-hmm. Um, you can give guidance that isn't taken. Um, <laughs> I guess is guidance is taken as belittlement, yeah. and when, or because it's the way you deliver it. Mm-hmm. And we used to laugh when we say that. What did, what did you say? 
stay encouraged mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. bless your heart. And I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. Some bless of these people I'll be like, eh. D- mm-hmm. Don't pray for me because yeah. I don't need. Because you don't that. want everybody praying I, for you. <laughs> like I, I'm telling yeah. y'all, th- this is the God honest truth. You don't want everybody's mouth on your situation. You don't want everybody praying for you. There are certain people that that should not be praying for other. You people. might get prayed into something mm-hmm. that you don't even want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but and then to just to contextualize this and step back for a moment. Uh, for those of you who didn't hear episode 76, we I touched on it a little bit as I talked about uh, the hurt that happened to me in a particular church. And, and, and just to, to just kind of take you down that lane just a little bit, um, we had something that uh, tragic that we felt was tragic that happened in our family as we were participating in this church. And so... Uh, we shared that. We shared that with a member of the church. Um, that member ended up sharing what had happened to us with uh, the pastor's wife. So when the pastor's wife approached me about it, of course I didn't lie. I told her, you know, what happened. And um, it was something that happened within our family, nothing that would have affected the church in any kind of way. So I want to preface this that it affected just like any other obstacle or struggle or upset or disappointment that would happen within your family. And so it happened with it happened within my family. I shared it confidentially with another member of the church who was also my friend prior to even coming to this church. And she shared it with the first lady. First lady came to me. I did not lie. We had a conversation about it, prayed about it, and I felt that um that I was getting peace about it. And then to, to continue on, <clears throat> to, to continue on, the young lady that I had shared this with had also later on shared with the first lady that I had said some negative things about the church, which was not true. Me and the young lady was talking just like you would say anything about your job or about your, uh, or what, what you guys are doing at the time, excuse me what you guys are doing at the time. And I made a statement and said, you know, it could probably go better if we did X, Y, and Z. Just making a, a, a observation because I've been in the church since I was four years old. I've led youth programs. I've been a choir director for many years, almost 25, 30 years. I've sung in the choir almost all my life. I've been on the Sunday school board. I've taught Sunday school. Um, I've been a speaker and brought, um, and brought, um, uh, special messages for the church. So I was just observing from the lens of my expertise of being in church. And I said, I feel it would go better if we did X, Y, Z. Now, what I said to her, I had planned on also saying to the first lady and pastor and bringing it up to them as a resolution to what I felt like was a problem in the church. But I wanted to get my ducks in a row. So like any other person, I, I uh, sounded it to my friend to try and get some perspectives to make sure that I was handling it the right way. She brought it to our first lady in a negative way. And my first lady called me on my job with a very hurt and negative attitude and and challenged me about it. 
I completely said to her, yes, I said this, but I said it this way with this. And I contextualized it for her and gave her the backstory. She said she was okay and everything was fine. But when I, when I got off that call, I felt slighted by my friend and I felt like my first lady no longer felt like I had her best interest at heart, which was completely not true. Anybody who knows me and my character and know me from the church know that I am a leader, a worker, a follower, a supporter, and that my integrity in that fashion is higher than anybody could ever think of because I'm always worried about what God would say to me if I did something wrong, especially to his people of the church or to his people, period. So we got off the phone and again, I felt like I just felt undone. I felt there was no closure, but I, I let it lie, let it lie. So then at, after that point, we, my family started getting treated differently in the church. My son started playing football. He had to be at football practice at 5.30. Wednesday night uh, service, if anybody knows Wednesday night Bible study at our church, start at 5.45, 6 o'clock. And I would tell them, well, I'm not going to be able to be at Wednesday night Bible study. My husband's military. He's traveling. I have to get my son to football practice. So I was treated negative and, and stated that, well, why can't he catch the bus? Well, my son was in... Um, he was 10. He was 10, 9, 10 years old. And I'm like, I'm not going to let my son catch the bus. You, you, you guys don't let your children catch the bus. I'm not going to let my son catch the bus, and I'm going to be there for him. And so that was now a ding against me because I chose to be with my son at football practice and get him to something he loved at the time, opposed to coming to Bible study. Now, granted, guys, I'm at the church almost every other day doing something. So I miss Bible study for this time period of football study. I mean, football season. Then my husband was on the usher board and he was on the financial board where he would count up the monies when they would collect the tithes and offering uh, on, for finances. They've never had a problem with him ever. So now all of a sudden he's been shunned out. He can no longer, he can, he can collect the money now, but then when it's time to go back and count it, they close the door on him. So he can't even, he can't do that no more. So they took that away. Then. That was fine though. <laughs> working the so, dog shit out yeah. of me. <laughs> <laughs> They was working the dog-ish out of both of us. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it was a small church, you guys. So we, we, we wore several hats doing several things in the church. Then after that. They, you, it, we noticed that they just started kind of weaning us out of everything. Just, just weaning us out of everything. Now, mind you, what I wanted to suggest to the church, and I won't go into that, but what I was trying to suggest to the church would have made us structurally better because it was a small church just beginning, um, was, was starting to grow and I just saw as an a entrepreneur and a leader and a person who had been in the church for 50 years, I saw the opportunity for us to structurally, um, um, to structure the church a little different to promote even more growth. And, but the way it was presented to them was as if they were not doing what they what they supposed to do, and and I was trying to take over, which was not it at all. I had high regard for my 
pastor and first lady and would never step into that role because I don't want the responsibility of the flock. I just saw that that would be that there was a better structure and stability there. And we were leaving those opportunities on the table when growing the church. All right. So now they've kind of slotted us out the church. And at the time we are caring for my big mama who was older, disabled, and we was taking care of her. We had moved her up here from, from Alabama. We had had her for two years and she was in the church. So now they're not, you know, they're talking to her, but not talking to us. So now it's dividing our home, you know, and one of the other ladies in church who we had befriended and gotten really close to, single mom, we was we was helping with her, sharing with her. If we had food, we'd share half with her. If we had money, I would give her, slide her a little money, not because she asked, but because she was a single mom. We had become friends. I saw the struggle, and so I would proactively try and help her. So after they started sliding us out the church, one night I had given her $50. We was at choir rehearsal or something. And I had given her a $50 bill. Just we're, we're in rehearsal and I just slid it in her hand, told her I loved her. And we, after rehearsal, we left the church. And when we came home, by the time we walk in the house, she calls me and she said, I left that $50 under your floor mat. I can't take that. So apparently she was told that she couldn't receive money from us or, or anything from us. And then at that point, I get a phone call from her and she says, uh, in about a few days later, I get a phone call from her and says, I'm going to have to love you from a distance. Because um, I guess the pastor and the pastor's wife had, had conversations with them and told them that we were getting pushed out and that they need to keep their distance from us. So literally, guys, we were shunned. The friends I had established there, the helps that we had given, all the thing, all the foundation that we had laid, it was almost like it was in vain. They, they completely cut us off. And I went into one of the deepest depressions that I have ever been in a long time. I was out of work for almost two months. Um, I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I was, I felt like God had punished me and he was displeased with me because I was trying to do something to better the church, but it didn't come across like that. And my daughter, my oldest daughter at the time was in the 10th grade and she took over the household because my husband had to work and he had stayed at home as long as he could with me to care for me and he couldn't. So my oldest would go, would get up in the morning, take care of her sister and brother, and then she would go to school, and then she would go to practice, come home, make sure that they're okay, feed them, and take care of me. And this went on, guys, for almost two and a half months before I can get myself together and go and go back to work. I lost weight, everything. So I was literally slowly dying inside, and these people could care less. Not one of them in the church called me to check on me. Not one of them called me to hear my side of the story. 
Not one person asked my family, were they okay? Not one person checked on my kids. Nothing. I had surgery during the time, and a, and a girlfriend of mine that I knew when I was a child is the person who came to my rescue to help me to get through that surgery. So this church hurt was more than just hurt. It was like they banished us completely. Now, months and months and months later, after I had got on my feet and me and, and hubby and the family was doing good, we was going to other churches, seeking other churches. I was finally getting myself in a right place with God. We get a phone call from the pastor who apologized to us and said that they found out that what the girl told them wasn't exactly true and wasn't delivered that way. And they wanted to apologize to us for what happened. I accepted his apology and got off the phone. I cried in the car with my husband. We prayed and I released them. I still didn't want to have anything to do with them because they knew me and they knew my character and they should have had that conversation with me prior to that. And, but that conversation was never had with me. And I want y'all to know that I wasn't just a, a person in the church that sat in a pew or sat in a seat. I taught Sunday school. I taught, um, I directed the youth choir. I wrote original songs for that church for, um, their, um, their mission statement, and they're welcome. I wrote original songs for the choir. I traveled with the choir to, to all over singing with this, this, this youth choir um, with them. My husband was on the usher board. He helped the deacon board. He helped set up um, the, the sound stage. I mean, we were worker bees in this church. Some of the kids that was in that, that church, they didn't have a lot. We would use our own money to help when they needed stuff or to, or to help get them to, to wherever we're singing at or, or to, to pay, um, I apologize y'all, to pay for, um, to pay for trips or whatever that we were doing. So it was so heartbroken to be just shunned away and treated as if we were absolutely nothing, um, absolutely nothing um, in the church. And to see them out and about and them turn away from us, not speak to us, not say anything to us. The friends that we had established in there, that we were going to each other's homes. Our kids was playing together. They didn't allow their kids to play with my kids anymore. They didn't call me anymore. You guys, I laid in my house. Y'all have no idea. I laid in my house for almost three months. And I, I, I lost almost 40-some pounds I was completely, completely depressed. Um, and not one person in that church, not one, when I tell you not a single person in that church called to check on me, came by to check on me, to check on my kids, to call my husband, to ask him, were we okay, to even check on my grandmother. You know, I had nurses coming in to help me with my grandmother. And those, my grandmother was, would ask those nurses to come check on me, you know. So I'm telling y'all, church hurt will kill your spirit and kill your soul. And how long ago has that been since that happened, honey? About um, 2090. 
about 20 years ago. 99, 2000. So this happened about 20 years ago. 22. 22 years ago. And I want to tell y'all how bad that hurt was. We have not joined a church since. We attend churches. We... We have a relationship with God. We pray all the time. I talk to God. We have worships, uh, uh, praise and worship in my house with my, me and my husband, my kids. But we have PTSD about the way we were treated. And because it sent me down the rabbit hole so bad, I'm afraid to get to have that hurt again. So for 22 years, we have not joined a church. And for those out there who know me, who have been in church with me my whole life, they didn't, they, the, from state to state that we've lived, they have no clue that we have not joined a church. So this would be news even for them to know that the hinder shots are not working in somebody's church doing something with some choir or, uh, or teaching or something in that, in those churches. Church hurt is, is one of those things that you you couple with God's pleasing to you in his sight. And if you really love the Lord and really have a relationship, it will really send you down the rabbit hole. So <clears throat> while I was going through that, we would study, we would look at things to try and figure out how to heal, how to get ourselves out of the place we were in, therapy, the whole thing. So I do have a resource that I want to share with y'all about four steps of healing if you have been through um, through this church hurt. And you have anything to add, honey? Before I go through this. Oh no, I was uh, <laughs> church angry. So this is just church hurt. Really we gonna good. do we gonna, <laughs> we gonna do another topic on church angry. <laughs> go ahead. That's too funny. No, and it, we did. I remember when it, they found out that you, the way you delivered it was different. And uh, the la- I guess the lady, I guess, got to them and said something. And they were trying to apologize to you and trying to bring you back. There was a little point there where you were like, should I go? Should I go? Should I go? And mm-hmm. I was like, no. And then it caused a problem mm-hmm. in our relationship with <clears throat> us because you were like, if you're not going to look for a church mm-hmm. and they're asking me to come back, you know, it was, it was, it was, um, pretty dicey there for a second. I yeah. can remember. And I was like, well, no, we did marriage enrichment program mm-hmm. for them. Workshops for them. For, mm-hmm. um, it was huge. We started mm-hmm. it up and mm-hmm. put it together and, yeah. and displayed it and everything i mean and spent our own money on food food. we spent a spent a lot of our money on on awards for for married couples like new newlyweds or couples who've been together for a long time we came out of our pockets with a lot of things now the crazy part about all this is that when everything was all said and done we had uh, talked to each other and prayed about it and moved on about I would say nine or ten months after that, um, those people of the church were trying to reach out to us and see... After the the, the pastor had apologized. Right. Mm-hmm. No, we're trying to reach out to us and talk to us. And we were like, nah, I'm good. You mm-hmm. know, because, I mean, I, I 
you're cool, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need that in my life. Mm-hmm. And then about another six months after that, the pastor, his wife took the whole, they packed up, they took packed the whole up. church money and everything, building money, fund, building fund and moved to a whole different state, state mm-hmm. without telling their, um, congregation. Mm-hmm. And we were like, whew. Glad we wasn't in that mess. Mm-hmm. Dodge that bullet. But then I do remember, too, at some point, about a year after that, your mom and nephew uh, passed away. Tragically. No, they ain't passed away. Well, tragically was taken away. They was murdered. Mm-hmm. And they, and we went, we were so hurt and we were in such turmoil because of that, them being murdered, that we went to the church for one Sunday because we just needed healing. We needed we needed something and we needed to be around. We went to that church. You remember we mm-hmm. went and when we left, we just looked at each other and said, that'll never be a place for us again. Mm-mm. There'll never be a place for us again there. You know, and to for the for the people of that church to reach out to me after the pastor had apologized, I just had no words. I had no words. I couldn't I couldn't even gather myself because I felt like I now have PTSD mm-hmm. and I'm now skittish. I don't want to deal cuz I'm human. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I have flaws. I might do something else wrong that right. in your eyes that is wrong and now I got to go through that again and I was just so afraid to take my family through mm-hmm. that hurt again, you know. Okay. And I and I do remember you being church angry and calling the pastor and and letting him know exactly how you felt about what had happened to me and them dividing our, trying to divide our family, mm-hmm. you know. Also, and how, <laughs> how he didn't even take the word of, like, he just went straight. He went straight. He was like, all right, yep. That's, yeah, that's didn't, what didn't even. Didn't even take your word for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely, which was even more, Devastating. I remember one of the sisters that used to be in Alaska with us, she posted something on Facebook and said, I'm not worried about the people who say something to me. What I'm worried about is the people who know me that believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know me. You mm-hmm. know my character. I don't care what other people say about me because people are going to talk. People are going to say things. Mm-hmm. But you know me. So if you believe it, then I'm more worried about you. You right. know? And that's, that's never been a more truer statement, never been a more truer statement, but I'm going to share this article on our show notes. There's an article called church hurt and four steps for healing. There's a doctor. Um, her name is Dr. Allison cook, and we follow her to listen to a, to some of her platforms. And one thing that she talks about is she talks about how God, even God himself is not pleased with the people in the church that hurt other people. And she talks about Matthew 18 and 6, where it says, if anyone causes one of these little ones or those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. So that just shows you how much, even in the word, is despised that church people take advantage of other people, of other people in the church who believe in God, or they hurt them, or they cause them like us. We've never joined a church after that, never. And and I can't even see joining another church unless we went back to Alaska and joined our 
our home church from Alaska. Mm -hmm. That would be the only church that I would ever, I think, would ever go back to, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But then she talks about the four steps to heal from church hurt. And step one is define church hurt as abuse, because that's exactly what it is. It's abuse, you know, and we fall into Stockholm Syndrome in churches, just like you would be if you was in an abusive relationship, but you can't leave, mm-hmm. you know, because you feel and start you, you now you, you not the, you, even though you're the victim, you're feeling sorry for the abuser. You know, we have to define church hurt to, you know, define it for what it really is. It's abuse is, 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 is bullying is control and it's abuse, you know? Right. And so we have to look at it, you know, and and say what it is. And then step two, she says, separate the church hurt from God's character. That's what sent me down the rabbit hole. I I looked at the two as the same thing. That if these church people are not pleased with me, then surely God must not be pleased with me. Right. Not true. Right. But that's how you would feel. Mm -hmm. You have to separate separate that church hurt from God's character. Um, and number three, she talks about recovering your power. You know, it is, it's, you feel helpless. You feel alone, set your boundaries, set the boundaries that are uh, of those who are responsible for your pain and the agony you feel inside and then prioritize you regain your power, get your power back, you know? Um, and then step four, uh, Dr. Cook says, reclaim your spiritual practices. Not necessarily that you have to go find a church, but you you reclaim what the re- the relationship that you have with God, that relationship that 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 you started with with God. Go back to to the foundation of what you started with with God. You didn't have a relationship with man, woman, uh, uh, female, male, whatever it is that you had a relationship with with the spirituality and the deity of what God has done for you. And we have to step back and go back to start at the beginning so you can regain your power, call it abuse, and separate that abuse from what God has for you. You know? That's it. That's my two cents. Thank you guys for Ooh, for hearing us out. <laughs> that was like seven two cents. <clears throat> this is why I did, I, this is why it was so hard for me to talk about this subject because it just brings such emotions back and such pain, and it reminds me of what they did to me and 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 what I felt. So this was a very hard topic, but I know within my heart, I know that there are people out there who are feeling this pain, you are feeling this hurt, and you went to the church to be safe. That was your safe space, that was your sanctuary, and they hurt you to the core. And I'm telling you, that's not how it's supposed to be. It is supposed to be your safe space. It is supposed to be your sanctuary. You are supposed to come as you are broken and struggling and stressed and in pain. And there, there is supposed to be that safe space to help repair you spiritually, physically, and within mentally. And for those churches who are out there who are taking advantage of church members and who are not doing it, shame on you. I have no respect for you and neither does God. Step down and let someone else do it who have a love and a heart for God's people. 
That's my two cents. We love y'all for real. Thank y'all for listening to this podcast. Thank y'all for sharing with us. Thank y'all for allowing us to tell our truth over coffee. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's Truth and Coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know. Girl, it ain't